Spirit Speaks to kick you off for the Turns Out She's Psychic podcast. Thank you for joining for another week. Um, My question to Spirit this week was going to be more focused around um, prevention is better than cure uh, and that kind of theory and concept when it comes to COVID-19, given that where I am, I can look at Victoria and go, hey, is that what I'm looking at next? Like, is that what I need to prepare myself for if we don't like kick into some more preventative measures and some stronger measures and harsher and stricter measures? But Spirit had a different idea because because I went into my uh, sacred space to talk to spirit. And do you know what spirit wanted to talk about? Spirit wanted to talk about Ellen DeGeneres, wanted to have something to say about Ellen and the shit that is going down when it comes to her personally and her professionally. And it's funny because uh, it makes sense that spirit would bring Ellen as an example in because I'd have to say that out of all of my clients this week, all but one uh, have had um, for the mentoring side of things, this real kind of awareness uh, and shift in perception of knowing that there is for us people in the uh, light worker arena or energy arena, if you want to call it, um, in spiritual space, that there is a an awareness of the fact that there are two identities within us that are at play. There is our personal um, journey. And then there is our professional journey and how different they can be. And so what we're seeing with Ellen as an example is the same that, um, her professional identity is impacting her personal and her personal is impacting her professional. But that's why I know that they used Ellen as an example, but what they were actually talking about was sheep mentality or herb mob gang mentality and how, how many tools there are at the moment that are human constructed man-made that are increasing the opportunity for this to be a thing. And whilst sometimes I feel uh, things are created with the intention, you know, to do good and uh, to maybe create sheep herd and mob and gang mentality around good things, which it does, and I'm not saying it doesn't, it is equally ripe for the taking, for the negative, and especially when there are a lot of people in the world right now who are existing in extremely low vibration, in their fear mindset, in the uncertainty, and really, really struggling. So right now, I feel that having had uh, almost two months off social media and literally off social media, having nothing to do with it, like not seen and even blip of social media, apart from the Turns Out She's Psychic podcast page on Instagram and Facebook, not being influenced and then turning accounts back on and all of a sudden just being hit by this wall of 
sheep mentality, gang mentality, mob mentality that is so fucking obvious, all of us. Like it is just there and it's like, wow, the contrast is intense. So I don't know if it's a bit much to ask from spirit, but spirit would love if everyone took a bit of a hiatus from social media, especially just to see whether or not, even if it was just like a day, if you're someone that's on there all the time, or if you can go a few days, week, you know, pushing it for two months, come on, like that was a bit different, a bit strange, but, and a bit extreme, but I don't do things in halves, let's face it. But anyway, if you can take a break from it and then go back to it, you might be a little bit more aware or hopefully a lot of bit aware of um, the stark contrast between how intense it can be um, for the negative and instead of just looking um, at it and just absorbing it and it being your new normal or being just the way that it is and then when you actually have a break from it and you go back, you realise actually how toxic it is. So around what everyone's talking about with Ellen, um, you know, we don't need to get into the details of it and that's not what it's about, but essentially haters are going to hate and they're going to use that platform and all of their low vibration to be able to channel it and focus it. And, um, you know, supporters and cheerleaders are going to do the same. And ultimately at the moment, what we're seeing is this great divide between light and dark and low and high vibration. Uh, And I guess it's just a matter of spirit just saying, first of all, be aware of it. Second of all, you have a choice. You don't have to follow the herd. You can choose to educate yourself. You can choose to take a break and step back. You can choose to do nothing about it. You don't always have to have an opinion. You don't always have to have a point of reference or something to say about it. And you also don't have to always question it. So you can just do nothing if it's really got nothing to do with you and keep your energy sacred. Don't spend it just because the herd's spending it. Um, Save it and save it for when something is really important to you rather than just using it because you can. Now, I realize a lot of people have a lot of extra time on their hands, especially the people in the States, because they're like lockdown, lockdown, like shit's getting real, real. And they've got time, but look at the way they're using it and look at the way they're bringing down, um, you know, toxic constructs and things like that. But at the same time, what about the, the good stuff that comes, for example, from Ellen, the good stuff that she does, you know, at what point do people start focusing on the good and at what point do they start focusing on the bad or the ugly and where are you focusing? You're focusing on the good, the bad, the ugly are you even focusing on anything? And maybe you should if you're not. I don't know. But I guess it was just spirit questioning me. First of all, there are separate parts to us. There's the part that's a personal and professional, just in case you're finding that dilemma or that conflict also in your life at the moment. There is also the question of have I just become accustomed to how toxic this environment is on social media and and what I'm being exposing myself to in terms of the nutrition that I am exposing myself to of what I'm looking at, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to and what I'm being influenced by. Um, And then thirdly, do I need to follow the, the sheep mentality and is it authentic to me? And just to question that. So I know that, um, for me, I don't have to worry about this so much, but two months ago when I decided to go for my hiatus, I was just feeling so toxic from, I just couldn't fight the wall anymore. Like I, not fight, but I couldn't, 
I couldn't keep up the momentum of staying in my authenticity because I was being weakened by everyone's fear and of my own fear of everyone else's fear. And it's a bit compounding and that's why I honored it and I stepped away, but I'm back and I'm back on social media and I'm going to do it my way. And my way just means that I'm going to go how I feel energetic and I'm also just unfollowing a whole shit ton of people and I don't really care if that drops me below 20k followers, do not care because um, I don't want to follow people that I'm not aligned with and I don't want people to follow me if they're not aligned with me and that's just how it goes. So if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, please follow the Instagram page for Turns Out She's Psychic. It's T-O-S Psychic. Um, and my one is just my name, Tracy Dimmick. Please follow both of us because there is lots of content on both sites. Um, but yeah, follow me, hit me up. Let me know that you're listening to the podcast on both pages, either or, and, um, send us a DM and let us know what you like about the podcast, what you hate about the podcast, what you want in the podcast and all the rest of it. Um, and yeah, thanks. And I hope you enjoy the next edition of the Turns Out She's Psychic podcast. Hi again. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We've um, chosen to do my sweet friend Amy's spiritual experiences. She wrote some lovely words, long um, experiences that she's had with an aunt of hers that is a psychic medium, and she has described them for us. I'm going to read them out and get Tracy's take on it. Do you want me to interrupt as we go? Yes, yeah, I suppose or wait so. Because um, I might forget. <laughs> interrupt. Okay. Interrupt. We'll see how we go. Okay. He goes. He goes. <laughs> You've already interrupted. Let's see what we get. It's like a, like a box of chocolate. Let's do it. All right, Amy, here we go. My auntie has psychic abilities and connection to spirit and used to tell me I did too. We always sat in her so-called spiritual area in her living room when I visited and often and often we said we would try one day to meditate together, connect and see what happened. She has a well-known Native American Indian chief, Red Cloud, as a spirit guide and had a beautiful coloured drawing of him in pride of place next to her fireplace. I often felt a sense of him in that room but never knew whether it was just because of the portrait and the stories she had told me about his life and history. The living room had a special kind of energy. It always smelt of nag champa, a beautiful Indian incense which added to the ambience. Candles were often... I love Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and like she's proper English so she just oh, speaks she? and writes Okay, now I'm going to imagine it in an English accent. Oh, yeah. Can you speak in an English accent while no, you do it? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, not anyway and certainly not on here. Anyway. Candles were often lit and the lighting low and because of it being the place she would often connect to spirit, it had an inviting feel about it, almost hypnotic. Native American Indian ornaments of other chiefs and members of Red Cloud's tribe, oh, now I have to try and say it, Oglala Lakota, were dotted around the room and there was a huge stereo system in the corner she would play shamanic flute music from. I had a couple of interesting experiences in this room and wanted to ask Tracy if she had experienced anything similar or see if anything interesting about it would come through whilst talking about it. There you go. I think that's permission to interrupt right there. Sounds like it. Yeah. 
The first experience happened when my auntie and I first attempted tuning into one another spiritually. As we meditated and looked into each other's eyes, our faces began to shift, like there were other faces moving across our own and morphing our special our facial features. At one point, I could see my auntie's nose becoming wider and would describe the face I saw as Indigenous. It wasn't clear enough to make out the full face all at once, but as my eyes looked at the different features, it was as if there was somebody else's face moving over hers. My auntie also described various faces she said were moving across mine, although I struggled to remember what she said these were. It was such an interesting thing to experience and totally open opened up my mind to spirit and our ability to connect as human beings. So totally get that because I've had that. Wow. But I was stoned. (laughs) Of course you were. (laughs) Amy definitely wasn't. (laughs) Sorry, Amy. Um, Yeah, so it was when I was probably – it scared the shit out of me, if I'm being honest. Rather than me being, like, cool, I was just like, oh, man, now what? Like, now I'm going to start seeing people's faces over people's faces because it was the other person that I did it to, she didn't see my faces. Right. I just saw hers. Was she stoned as well? She was. Did you set up sort of like, you know, a safe area prior to doing it all? No, we just sat there and stared at each other and then it just started (laughs) happening. You weren't inviting anything and you were just stoned looking at one another. I was and just it me being me but stoned. Okay. Was it teenage Tracy? No. No. <laughs> okay. Back on to the Amy story. Yes. So it can happen. It's almost like shape shifting, almost in a way. Oh. But it's more um like I've had people look say that when I'm working, they will look at me and I change. Yeah. I take a different sort of look about me, different form in some ways, like an old lady and um, I can look very different. Um, so often, especially it's interesting because of the Native American Indian. So that, yeah. that they're quite common to do that. Oh wow! Um, because they're they, it's like they hop into or hijack almost the vision. Like they're very clairvoyant. Right. Um, so there, what Amy's experiencing there is a form of clairvoyance. It's just a matter of understanding. Um, and because her aunt is who her aunt is in terms of her own abilities and obviously developed enough to trust and feel safe to do these sorts of things, especially with your niece. Yep. Um, quite often if you're inviting spirits in and you allow them to channel through you, they can manipulate that if the person that's looking at them is clairvoyant. Right. Okay. So Amy's quite gifted yeah, and so would her aunt be. Um, so it would only really work if you've got those two components. Yeah, especially in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's either that or they were high off the incense. <laughs> <laughs> Too much nag. <laughs> yes, they got nagged. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, so it is an experience that I am aware of and it is an experience that is very common with Native American Indians and it's like almost hallucination. Um, They just – they're very good at the clairvoyant stuff. They're very good at visions. They're very good at getting in your head. They're getting very good at you seeing things. So cool. Mm. Um, For what purpose? Just because they can? Because your light's on and that's how they come through. Yeah, it's just like the way they – the way – they um, communicate as mm. elders and 
they're all Native American Indians, uh, you know, especially the the older ones, they're all very, very intuitive. Yep. Um, and it's just something that they're used to doing and it wouldn't freak them out. Like it's just what they do. Yep. But it really just depends on what your intention is. So like if your intention is to be open, then they'll take you on a ride. Yep. If your intention is to find out something, then it might look different. If you're if you don't have an intention, then you just gotta be up for whatever they give yep. you. You're just there. Yeah. But Amy, it's cool. It means that you've got very strong clairvoyant abilities, very strong mediumship abilities in yourself. Um and it's really cool and awesome that you've got an aunt that you could do that with. Super I cool. I love that. So much fun. Sounds awesome. Mm. Are you ready for the next story? Uh Because there's another experience that she's talking about here. All right. The second experience was during Reiki healing my auntie was performing on me. I was laid down on a massage table, meditation music playing, candles and incense burning, and in my subconscious state, a couple of visions came through. The first image was what I could only describe as a labyrinth, a circular maze. Straight after this, I saw a blue male figure with long dark hair dancing. I had been to Singapore about eight years earlier and remembered a lot of the Hindu gods and goddesses were painted blue and researched afterwards who the figure might have been. From various searches, it seemed the figure might have been Lord Shiva, one of the main deities of Hinduism. Reading more about him, I learned that Shiva is known as the supreme being, lord of divine energy, meditation, arts, yoga, time, destruction, and funnily enough, dance. He also said to be supreme destroyer of evil, lord of the divas, gods, and in and is sometimes paired with Shakti, the great divine mother in Hinduism and embodiment of power. The divine couple, together with their sons, Sikanda and the elephant-headed Ganesha, did I say that right? Oh, good, are said to dwell on Mount, oh, I'm apologising now, Kalasa, sorry, in the Himalayas. This was interesting, as I had bought a small silver statue of Ganesha whilst in Bali five years before, and this still sits in my living room. I had no idea what any of this meant at the time, but the visions were clear as day. I had only just booked an overseas trip to New Zealand and couldn't help feeling it was connected to this in some way. But to this day, I still don't know. The trip to New Zealand was supposed to be a six-month backpacking adventure, but I'm still here three years later, working in Auckland and living with my partner, who I met here in 2018. I wondered if Lord Shiva might also have been connected to my job as an art teacher since he's supposed to represent the arts. If there's any light to be shed on these visions, it would be awesome to hear. But if not, anything discussed as a result would be just as enjoyable to hear. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. She's sweet as. I love that. Yeah. All right. Your turn, Teresa. You didn't interrupt. I didn't. How good was I? I Go on. Sorry. Off you go. <laughs> no, you're interrupting. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so when you have Reiki, depending on who the Reiki person is using to help source their energy for you in your Reiki. So Reiki is in the form of energy healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So they call on ascended masters. They call on rays of light, different colors of light. And so certain um, ascended masters or whoever they work with will travel through on those rays of light. So first of all, Amy needs to work out simply, she's probably already spoken to her auntie about this, but I wonder whether her auntie was working with the light that and the energy that would be correlated to Lord Shiva. If he is correlated to a Reiki energy of sorts, I don't know. Um, I don't think that he would be an ascended master in in my belief system, but he would probably be an ascended master of sorts or of some kind of, well, he's a deity, so he's some kind of god. So that's like an ascended master for Hinduism. Yes. But I don't know Amy's connection to Hinduism and I don't know why. Yeah. So, or her aunts, like I, I don't know. Yes. Um, but that would be my first thing would be to ask the aunt what she was working with that day or who she was working with, what sure. ray of light, whether yeah. I think there's like eight of them or seven of them, the seventh ray. I think there's the eighth ray. I don't know. Um, I'm not anti-Reiki, but I'm not. It's not I, something you practice. No, I do. Like I, um, I do like spirit channel healing. Spirit channel energy do. healing. Sure you do. <laughs> so I don't work with those things. I work with your loved ones in spirit and your spirit guides and my spirit guides to heal what you need. Yep. Psychic medium healing. Mm, that's yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um so I'm not I'm not fully aware of how the Reiki stuff works, but I right. know that um that Quite often when, when people that I've heard of have Reiki, they will experience visions that correlate to make sense with what the, what source of energy the Reiki healer was using. Right. So there might be something in that that yep. she would be able to validate. Yeah. Um, Do get in touch, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Amy's aunt. Yes. Um, and I think that there is this, from memory, vaguely I can remember hearing something about um, – when Shiva and Shakti or either of them come to you, that it's it's only reserved for certain people. Like it's not a common thing to have Shiva or Shakti visit you. Wow. Or Ganesha. Okay. Like it's not they're the, they don't come through for everyone. So again, another thing for Amy to look into. Yeah. Um, if it was Shiva, um, it's interesting how she wonders whether or not he had anything to do with the fact because she's an art teacher and because he was the Lord of the Arts, whatever she says. Yep. Um, oh, Lord of the Ring, New Zealand. Anyway, sorry, that just oh. jumped in. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> it had to just come out. Like, oh, Lord of, Lord of the what? Lord of the Rings. Oh uh, <laughs> anyway, um, because. The teacher. Yes, teacher. Um but also I know that when um, right before we're about to arrive, I guess is a great word, into divine time or when we're about to arrive into grace or blessing or where it's almost like where we get to ground zero where everything amazing is going to start to happen, that we're kind of like where we hit highest good, frequency and we can start to receive sure there is this element on a spiritual perspective where they kind of rejoice they kind of celebrate and they kind of let you know so sometimes like i can have 
it happens quite a bit when there's, especially with me, because I work with people over and over and over again to get to the, to the point where they can get to that point, yep. get rid of all their shit. And when we get closer to that, it's what's what starts happening. We start having the spiritual community and family and teams start to get excited about the fact that they're about to hit the ground running and great things are going to start to happen. So it could have actually been somewhat of an acknowledgement of a, uh, like a, you're just about to start. Like we're at the the precipice of it's about to get good. That makes a lot of sense. Having been Amy's friend for quite some time, she went through a lot of shit to get to where she is and to even to decide to go all the way to New Zealand from England. So yeah, that's yeah, massive. there was lots of things that happened before that, before going. So that makes yeah. so much sense. Mm. So yeah. I think there's probably in reference to the fact that, yeah, maybe he, if it is Shiva, maybe he did come through for her because she is a teacher. And so maybe he is reserved for teachers. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Hindu gods to really be the best person to talk to about that specific topic. Yeah, but there sure. are a few things in there that I think that um, Amy's hunch or Amy's Amy's sort of searching and, and guessing is almost like um, my searching on the internet for Patricia and Owen and yeah, and that validation Kelly. to back up what she already thinks. Yeah, like yep. spirit will continue to guide you if they give you a little bit of a hint. They're going to help you with the more hints. It's not just one hint. They'll they'll they will give you more if you allow them to and if you want to receive it. Yeah. So I think she's done well, you know, to be able to get that far and to reconcile it like that. Yeah. Um. But I would be asking the aunt which energy she was working with that day if she remembers. I would be looking into Shiva about who he does, who he is reserved for, um, because I think it's supposed to be quite special for that to happen. And I and I say this, I've heard it and I've seen it on a documentary, but I've also, um, I was doing Kundalini yoga for quite a while, not for quite a while, quite a while ago I was doing Kundalini yoga. And when I was doing that, I had a, um, uh, I'm not going to say who it was or what it was, but I had a, um, a God come through and I said to my Kundalini teacher, I just had this come through and she's just like, that doesn't happen. She said, that doesn't happen. Um, and I was like, what do you mean that doesn't happen? Because I didn't know. I didn't know. Like I, well, I was new to Kundalini. I had no yep. idea what was supposed to happen. What was it supposed to happen? She's like, that doesn't happen. Like that's not no one has that person come to them. Oh, and I'm wow. like, well, I didn't even know it was a person until just now. So I didn't know I was supposed to get them. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I know that there are in that arena. Yeah. That there are certain things that are reserved for certain. And it's symbolic of a certain. Very much so. Stage, place, time. Yeah. For that person. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I would be looking more into Hinduism, more yep. into understanding the gods if I was Amy. Yeah. Um. But New Zealand has a bit of a calling for Amy. Like New Zealand is a um, is um, probably an ancestral type situation. Oh wow! Okay, interesting, Amy. Mm. Cool. Mm. Is her partner New Zealander? He's lived just in there? New Zealand for a while, but he wasn't born there. Where was he from? Croatia. Because mm. it's interesting how it's like they spirit just said to me that um, they both came back 
but they oh. both came back. As in to each other or to the to, to the land? Land. Oh, wow, okay. Maybe to each other, I don't know. But mm. what they said back was mm. to New Zealand, like yep. to the land. Okay. Thanks, Amy, for writing in and sharing. You know you're a very loved friend of mine and ours and your contribution to the show has been enlightening. We haven't even touched about that sort of stuff. So, no. and I love her writing, like her yep. storytelling. Yep. Like I was getting very good visuals. Yeah, we were there. I was so there. And that when we were talking about doing the show earlier, you were discussing blueprints, which we will mm-hmm. perhaps cover. Yep. Sometime soon. Yes. So a few people will be going, what's a blueprint? Stay tuned. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. We're ready for a ghost story. Lara, Lara, Lara. Always. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Claire has, well, she's teasing us with saying she's got a few. But Jeez. she's starting at the start with us. And uh, this is the first one she can remember. And it went on for what felt like months or years, I think. I must have been around nine years old, she writes. I lived in a small mining town. Oh, God, now I have to say it. Parabadu. Sorry, everybody from there. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Tracy. In the northwest. And we had a fire hydrant out the front. I remember one night sitting out the front on the grass and looking down the side of my house to see a family of, of four, two adults and two kids there. I could see the father smoking and there was no interaction with me at all. I just feel that I used to sit and watch them for what felt like hours. As a kid, time felt so much longer. I used to go out in the mornings and look for footprints and cigarette butts, but none. I would go in and get family members to come outside to see them and they could never see them. I don't remember it frustrating me that they couldn't see them, but it became something that wasn't spoken about. Yet, when they couldn't find me, I was outside with my other family. It didn't go so well for me, as I would also show my friends, who again couldn't see them, I became the weird one. (laughs) (laughs) Join my club, Claire. I have thought about it to this day and wondered who and why they were there and why only I could see them. I would really appreciate it if you could shed some light on it for me. I'm not going to read the address out. You can <laughs> you can have a look at that. But thank you. That's a that's an extra special points for you, Claire. Um, another question is: Can a spirit or ghost throw rocks, or they would they can. have to be a poltergeist to do that? That's another story for another day. Oh, Claire, you do tease. <laughs> thank you so much, and absolutely loving the podcast. Well, thank you, Claire. Thanks, Claire. I'll throw it over to Tracy. What's your take on that? Yes, spirits can be responsible for not throwing rocks but making it look like they've thrown a rock. Um, making it look like they've thrown a rock. Well, they can push a rock. Oh, okay. Like they can't pick it up and throw it. Okay, so ghosts and spirits can do that as opposed to a poltergeist, which I think she might be asking can... She's trying to allude to a poltergeist. Can a harmless spirit do that as well as... They can to get your attention. Okay. Um, the family in the backyard. Yeah, and poltergeist activity is very rare. Good, good to yeah, know. Just, just to touch on that, which if Claire isn't a tease and decides to give us the story that she is alluding to, come on, come on, come we on. We can do an episode of poltergeist if you like. Um, 
And portals to hell. No, not portals to hell, but perhaps we can talk more about poltergeisty things. And portals to hell. Um, so the family with the fire. Yes. It's very bizarre. With the fire hydrant at the front. Mm. Yeah. So very rarely and only occasionally have I ever heard of something very similar. And... When you do hear about these kinds of things, the people that I've like looked at and read their stories that similar experiences have occurred with, um, it is like so real. It's like they, they talk about it and you just know that they aren't shitting anyone. Like they are speaking their truth. So first of all, I completely believe Claire because sometimes it can feel like am I the crazy one and I just want to be validated that I'm not crazy. Yeah, she said I, she was the weird one. Yeah, you're not weird because no. trust me, <laughs> it is real. <laughs> um, and so I have heard of things like this that go on for a very long period of time um, and have almost like these alternate realities or these alternate worlds where they can exist in the two. And it is something that I have heard of but just very rare. Um some people that have these experiences, some of them are on the side of they think that it might be um, the alternate realm sort of theory in terms of that there is another realm that exists that or lots of them, but this particular one that exists next to ours and it's like a crossover between two of the realms at the same time. Parallel universe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some people are of the theory that it is almost like a residual energy that exists because those people don't know that you're there. You don't exist to them. Like she's looking back in time at yes. something that was. Yeah, like she's not happened. conversing with them. No, she's, she's not watching them. No, yeah, she's mm. not living life with them, mm-hmm. but she's aware that they're there. So it's almost like a residual haunting mm. that exists there. Residual haunting. Yes. But they're just there doing their thing. Yeah. What would – why? Mm, for any reason. Any just, reason. Just it's hanging out. Yeah. On the land. Yeah. At one point in time in the in past, it's where they were. It's what they were doing. It's something's creating the environment for it to be exactly the same for a residual haunting to occur. Uh-huh. And why was she the only one that could see them? Because she's special. Ah, <laughs> uh, Who knows? Just open. Mm. If she was only nine, that's a good age. Um, it's before we hit puberty that we're pretty much open. Um, if you're not afraid, then the, the more you're going to see. Um, if you, especially of the passive type stuff, if you are afraid, then you're going to get the rocks thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it usually before they hit, before we hit puberty is when, it starts to sort of phase out and become less likely. But nine is a great age. Like I remember when I was nine, um, when I was nine, things weren't too active. It was younger than nine. But nine's a good age because you've got a sense of remembering. Like you've, I remember back to nine quite well. Yeah. Um, and so the memory recall would be greater than if you were looking back at six or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but... As we get more earthly to head towards our anatomical growth during puberty, um, our connection to spirit just halts and slows down a little bit and becomes a bit dull, Mm. Uh, especially if you're not surrounded by spiritual people um, or people who are just open and 
supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And nurturing. Yeah. Um, so why Claire? Why anyone? Because she can. Because she see can. Them. Um, whether or not it is the theory of one side of the camp says parallel universe, alternate universe type situation going on, alternate realities, and she's just able to cross over, which sometimes will be a combination of Claire, but will sometimes also be in combination of right time, right environment. It's like um, UFOs and when people are abducted, it's like, Oh, here we go. Here no, but goes. no, in terms of you get to, like, some people see it. Why you? Why were you abducted? Yeah. Why not somebody else and why haven't they seen it? And and you they, they swear on their life, like with everything, that they are telling the truth and there might be multiple yeah. accounts. Mm. But why not someone else? Why them? Mm-hmm. And why hasn't anything been done about it? Why don't they know, understand it? You just don't know. And yeah, so with plenty the, of stories. Yeah, so with yep. those parallel universes, you just never... You don't know. You don't know. No. Um, and it's not necessarily a psychic medium thing always. Mm-hmm. Like no. sometimes it's universal. Yeah. There are many, many mysteries. Mm, like space magic. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. But it's very intriguing. It's so interesting. And I would love to go to that address that's in that email. <laughs> You've got it. Mm. Thanks, Claire. It'd be good to know what else you got. Mm, yeah. We don't have to read them all out. Maybe you can just get in touch and we'll go that way. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Super. Rad. <laughs> <laughs> We're both. Got nothing left, do we? Just like, what else? I was just imagining you with a bitmoji going super and me doing a bitmoji going rad. It's waiting for your bitmoji. Yeah, we're done. Cool. I'm so done. All right, see you next week. <laughs>